I mean, how how do you recover from a failure? How do you recover from, I mean, failing to actually reach your resolution? Because again, setting a resolution, I mean, setting resolutions does not mean you're going to automatically achieve them. There mm -hmm. are those that mm -hmm. uh, sometimes just fail to achieve them and uh, uh, it's okay. But how do you recover from that? For, the, for those who really want to, uh, interested in knowing mm -hmm. how do they wind up and uh, and be able to recover yeah. from such a, uh, a failure. The Afropreneur Podcast, a podcast for African entrepreneurs, presents inspiring, innovative, and disruptive entrepreneurs from Africa as they share their lessons, insights, and learnings from their unique entrepreneurial ventures. I'll be your host. My name is Ogweno Stephen. Let's roll. Okay, so I think this is a discussion we've been uh, waiting for. And uh, we, we as uh, Legacy Leadership Africa, want to engage you, our dear viewers, in a robust discussion on how to actually achieve uh, resolutions. I hope everybody or everyone who is attending this live webinar has already set uh, 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 their resolutions and they're looking forward to uh, achieving them. But the question is, how do you actually achieve your resolutions? Because it's one thing to have resolution, but it's another thing altogether to actually achieve your resolutions. So the discussion today is set uh, is uh, for us to be able to actually gain uh, a bit of nuggets in terms of how you can achieve your resolutions and uh, not just the how, but I also help you gain uh i mean more insights in terms of how to actually go beyond and achieve even those that uh, are not part of uh, of your resolution so i'm uh, going to uh just set the board and uh, uh steven to uh, mean engage us or indulge us in this uh, wonderful conversation and uh, I just want to begin by introducing myself properly um Odor Kevin the uh, legacy leadership Africa legacy leadership Africa is uh, an organization whose single most focus is to address uh, or uh, uh, raise a generation of premium leaders who are inspired and motivated to leave a lasting legacy of impact on their families and also, I mean, on the uh, nation. And uh, I'm also going to now give Stephen an opportunity to introduce himself proper. I mean, if he wants to um, talk about things that I've not even mentioned, I think uh, he's at liberty to do so. Welcome, Stephen. Yeah, hi, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for joining. My name is Ogono Stephen, uh, co-founder as well at Legacy Leadership Africa. Uh, amongst other things, I'm an author, an entrepreneur, uh, yeah, and a couple of other titles as well, an artist as well. So I'm very excited to join this conversation and to have uh, this call. So yeah, looking forward to 
interesting discussions really that we are going to have around resolutions why you should set them and why these are important components as well so i think without further ado we could already jump into the call but before i do that uh, for anybody interested in following up on any progress on my end you can also check me out on my personal website at www.obuenostiffin.com all right Thanks for that uh, introduction. I think uh, I'll just uh, uh, go ahead and uh, start this discussion. Uh, and I want to ask you, uh, Steve, uh, I mm -hmm. mean, about resolutions now, how can one actually come up with realistic resolutions? Because there are, there are the people who have set a resolution that are so, I mean, mundane so difficult to achieve and i remember from a, a book i've read uh, i mean zero to one and uh, this this is a book I, I know you've also read uh, i mean the the book by peter peter thiel the co-founder of uh, paypal he actually mentions that uh, i mean there are there are goals that can be satisfied with uh, minimum effort there are goals that are difficult but achievable there are goals that are just impossible to achieve so actually, how now do, I mean, uh, does one set a realistic resolution and not uh, bite what uh, he or she can chew? Yeah, so I mean, the conversation around resolutions is one that I will often face every year at the end of December and beginning of January, everybody is like, hey, new year, new me, new year, new resolutions and all of that. And it really is, uh, before even I go into the question itself, it really is a question of how, um, you know, we are designed that at the end of things that we want to start new things. So before I even get into the question, I think one of the issues to address is why then um, would people be inclined naturally to set resolutions before uh as as the year begins and i think primarily it's because it marks the beginning of a new year a new era a new beginning and people always fancy uh always fancy the idea of cleaning the slate and starting afresh and so with that in mind then there has been some very uh there has been some what i'd call a toxic culture really in people not knowing how to set their goals and therefore going off to set goals that you know do not serve them, goals that they cannot even be able to reach, and some very big goals. You want, I mean, you want to buy a, a house and a vehicle and a car all in the same year, and you're not even employed or you don't have a source of income, and you also want to. Uh, besides that, you want to travel. You also want to build a church and then go and be the president and you haven't even set your beginning so i think that and then what happens after that is after setting those impossible to reach resolutions people end up not achieving them people end up being discouraged being depressed like oh, okay let's just go with the flow and so i think one of the reasons now back to the question why people primarily do not uh, get to achieve uh, or, or why people do not uh, get to set realistic resolutions is because of this culture 
that has been ongoing. And then now moving forward into the question of how can one come up or set realistic resolutions, I think I'll give three three things, and then maybe you could uh, contribute a bit into that. I think one of the ways in which people can come up with or set realistic goals is first to adopt what I call mm, the 120 rule. So the 120 rule is whereby you set one big objective for the year, and then you break it down into 20 uh, steps or 20 different steps that it would take you to achieve that goal or that resolution. Because ideally, at the end of the day, resolutions are our sort of annual goals or something along the same lines. So that is one of the things that I've put. And you will discover that once you put down the top 20 ways in which you can be able to achieve that goal, you now simplify that back to four. What are the four most important things that if you did out of those 20, you are able to you know, achieve uh, those goals? And that brings us back to the Pareto's principle, which is the 80-20 rule. So again, that is one of the ways I see uh, which continues to work for me in terms of breaking those big goals into what is necessary and then taking all of what I've put down as necessary and focusing on the 20%, which will give me 80% results on setting up those goals. Uh, so that would be one thing. And then the second thing in terms of setting realistic goals and resolutions is you also have to look at yourself and you have to analyze what is my current situation and then where is it that I could be from here. So the thing is not to set, so the th two things. So the thing is not to set goals as a hard uh, target to achieve. The thing is not to set those goals as uh, things that are very long term and things that you can't achieve. The thing is to set goals, uh, and, and the thing is also not to set goals that are too realistic, too easy to achieve, is to set up on that sweet spot where it's going to be hard but you know you can achieve them so that it pushes you to actually want to achieve them. And then the third thing, and this I learned from Bob Proctor, is to set the goals in the present tense. So as opposed, and set the goals as, um, you know, as habits, as opposed to as end goals or targets. So instead of saying, uh, by the end of the year, I'm going to be fit, the goal could be that I am exercising every day. So the focus is not on losing 20 kgs or 10 kgs or etc. The focus is on make sure that my goal for this year every day or five days in a week that I have a workout done. And in essence, by having this workout done, then you get to lose the 20 kgs if that was your target. So again, setting the goals in the present tense, but also setting them uh, in a way that, you know, are not uh, end goals, but are habits that you can then continuously do to sort of move into achieving those goals. So I'll sort of end it at that and sort of uh, push it back to you if you have any other comments around how to come up with these realistic goals and resolutions. I, I think I think it's wonderful, I uh, mean, that you mentioned that uh, Goals, goals should not be like when you're setting your resolutions. They should not just be um, merely set as goals, but uh, 
I mean, uh, set them as 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 uh, habits, or I mean, those things you need to do each and every day so that you, I mean, advance towards that goal that uh, you want. Because again, goals are attained. I mean, through the habits that we build. Like what you're saying is, uh, it make, makes a lot of sense. If if I wanted to lose 100 kg in a in in a year then it means I'm not going to wake up one day and I'm going to lose 100 kg. It means there must be effort that I'm, uh, I'm going to put there so that I, I lose, for example, if, 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 if I work out every day, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose this uh, amount of kg or this kg. And that is really going to uh, make me advance towards that uh, broader goal of, of, of losing weight. And, and I think that really makes sense in terms of setting realistic resolutions. And again, what you're mentioning that uh, actually, uh, if you're setting hard goals that are not really easy to attain, and then what happens if you don't attain them? <laughs> you will be like, I mean, there's no uh, need for even setting goals in the first place. So set set goals. I, I think that uh, goes back to even the question I was asking: is that how do you make it realistic? For example, if you're saying this year you you want to go to mass. Uh, and you are not Elon Musk. I mean, that that is kind of uh, you are sh shooting. Uh, I mean, what you can't even sh uh, target, or you are targeting what you can't even shoot. And and I think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I want to extend this conversation and actually move away from uh, how to to set realistic goals, and ask totally uh, now how maybe procrastination or procrastination can derail one from achieving resolutions because as i mentioned when you're starting is that i mean it is one thing to have resolutions but it's another thing altogether to actually achieve your resolution so how what do you think how can procrastination derail one from achieving their resolutions yeah so procrastination is the idea that you do it tomorrow and that tomorrow you'll have the energy the effort and the zeal to actually do it what turns out is that uh, if you postpone something today that you'll do tomorrow, and then tomorrow comes, you are most likely to postpone it again if it's not very important and urgent. So things that people procrastinate are things that they find as not very important and not very urgent. Otherwise, if they are important and urgent, they'd actually do it. So you find that a lot of people then move into procrastinating a lot of what they set out to do because they can't find a way to start. And, and that is one of the biggest barriers to actually uh, achieving anything. Because if you can't find a way to start, and if the start is very, very hard, then it becomes very difficult to follow up that with you know, the actual conclusion of things. So you find that, for example, if you set up, uh, let's go back to this uh, gym example. If you set up that we are going to be working out every day uh, and, and when you wake up in the morning you, you start to see that uh, imagine going to the gym and the gym is five ten kilometers away and you want to walk up to there and then you'll be lifting 50 kgs and you'll come back home and it's tired or imagine that you just have to come out of bed change wear your shoes and then go to do those workouts so when you look at that, it's such a big, big deal that you don't know where to start from. It's very hard. It's very challenging. And so you procrastinate. 
because you don't see a way for you to do it. And so procrastination then becomes, is really the killer of, of, of goals and dreams and, and resolutions, really. Because if you continuously procrastinate, uh, by the end of the year, procrastination becomes a habit. If I procrastinated today, I procrastinate tomorrow. What happens when you procrastinate is the body finds ways to adopt. So if I say, ah, today I'll not do it, then tomorrow the body and the mind is primed not to do it. So it goes back to the comfort zone. And when it goes very back into that comfort zone so that it cannot be pushed out, then it becomes a very, very comforting spot for the body and it becomes a very comforting spot as well for, for, for the body and the mind so that then it becomes very hard to move forward. And so that is the, the, that is the sort of logic of procrastination. So that procrastination keeps us in the comfort zone. And if you're in the comfort zone and not pushing yourself outside, then you don't get to hit those goals because you don't get to do them. So my, my counter to the other question, actually, in terms of what can we do in the case of procrastination is to break down whatever you want to achieve into very small, simple, realistic steps. So going back to the 120 rule where you take one goal and break it down into 20 steps that you can actually begin doing something. So that if you want to open, open a cafeteria uh, that cooks cake, don't start by going to open the cafeteria. Break it down into researching. Let me research about this cafeteria business. And then let me go and consult a few people. And then let me go and you know go to, to the online internet sources and see what I can do there. Then let me develop a Facebook page. All of these activities are happening before you actually develop the cafeteria and lead you towards that. So again, Break down those big goals into small goals, and that will help you drastically avoid the procrastination trap. I, I think that that uh, is really informative in terms of how procrastination can really keep us, uh, I mean, derail our uh, goals and make us, I mean, yeah, I mean, stay in our comfort zones and uh, not really. Uh, go the extra mile, and mm -hmm. and I think I think uh, the the book also by Brian Tracy that is Eat That Frog really talks about how you can actually avoid procrastination, and and, and that uh, really agrees with what you're saying about uh, I mean break uh, the your your goals into I mean small tasks. That is what uh, Brian Tracy talks about. That is. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, as, as slicing them into uh, I don't know sal salami or something, uh, and 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 that makes it so easy for 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 you to actually uh, do it. And the thing is, is not to make it hard because if you make it hard, you're going to feel like I have to wake up again for uh, a gym. I have to wake up for and actually this again even for those who uh, even do exercise. If that is your resolution this year, I mean, to 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 lose weight or do this or that, then it doesn't mean that you have to spend years on end or I mean days on end at at, at the gym. You actually have to, uh, I mean, just set realistic, uh, uh, I mean, time, I mean, or amount of time that you want to spend in the gym, like 
for example, say me, I, I only exercise 30 minutes uh, every every morning or even 20 or even 10. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I just want to be consistent and be able to do it. And I want to avoid procrastination, which is going to derail me uh, really from, from achieving what I want. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad and I'm seeing uh, Ayana, uh, Ayana Bila is, is, is really, I mean, into the discussion and uh, talk about slicing it into small uh, doable parts and... and mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more, Yanabila. Yeah, oh, Stephen, you wanted to say yeah, something? Yeah, I sort of wanted to jump in there and sort of uh, pose some two other ideas before we sort of move into the next item, which is when you talk about, uh, when you mentioned uh, that frog, uh, the, other, the other thing that was mentioned there is start with your biggest uh, goal or objective fasting of the day. And mm-hmm. I think this, again, brings us back to this idea of procrastination. Most of the time we want to do the small things first and then the hard things later. And mm-hmm. when you in the book Eat That Frog, the, the, the reverse is actually found to be true, that if we do hard things now, then we get the body into the natural motivation cycle where you do the hard thing, you accomplish it, the body gives you a rush of endocrines and feel-good hormones which motivate you to do the next task so that you never need external motivation or someone coming to motivate you if the body is already doing it as well, which is really one of the components of sort of hacking your mind and understanding how the mind works. And then the other thing that I sort of wanted to come to, uh, which you also talked about as well, is the idea of having no days off so if you set up a goal you know and i, I think the reason why we come back to exercise that goal is because that is one which almost everybody mm. puts in their every year's resolution that they resolution. want to mm. gain weight and so one of the things is once you've set up a goal ensure that no day goes without you doing the activity mm. some days you can do and some days you can do five minutes and still it's fine because it all counts. However, if you begin to have days off, um, it sort of leads into, uh, it sort of, again, leads you back into that comfort zone, which mm. then ends up getting you back to where we do not want you to go into. Mm. So with that, I'll sort of actually now pose a question to you as we go. And this mm-hmm. question is, what are the priorities in a resolution? When you're setting your resolution, how do you prioritize and why is prioritization an important component? I, I think, uh, I mean, that's, that's a wonderful question, uh, uh, setting priorities and uh, what do you actually want to start with? I mean, uh, I will still go back to a lot of, I mean, books that I've read actually uh, uh, teaching me a lot in terms of, I mean, what I should uh, prioritize and what should uh, do first. Uh, and I'll go back to uh, Brian, uh, I mean, the book uh, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy and talks about uh, those tasks or those resolutions that are uh, have high implication in terms of if you actually don't achieve them, what is the implication? So I think the first thing I would mention is if I set a resolution, for example, uh, let me say I want to register for maybe a professional uh, certification, what is actually the implication of not doing that? And uh, 
what are those tasks or resolutions that I can actually set aside and there are no implications of not even achieving them. So I think when you're looking at uh, your resolutions, first you have to prioritize in terms of importance. And uh, Brian Tracy talks about uh, classifying them as I mean, class A, class class C, or I mean, class B, class C. And so you'll find that those in the first or in the class A category are those that have high implications in terms of if you don't actually achieve them, then you face, for example, maybe serious consequences, or you've, you risk losing something big or something great if you actually avoid or even procrastinate such, uh, such goals. So I think when I'm setting resolutions is things that actually if I don't achieve, for example, if I wanted to, uh, let me say I wanted to join maybe uh, or participate in a program, which I mean the eligibility criteria is that I mean if you're past 30 you can't do it so it means it's going to be top of my list in terms of those things I want to achieve because once I clock 30 then I'm not going to uh, participate in in, in this uh, 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 program so I think it's looking at terms of importance and the implication and and, and arrange them in terms of these ones actually if I complete them right now I think uh, there's this thing that I'm going to, to, to gain. But again, also uh, prior, prioritizing uh, your tasks or your resolutions also in terms of uh, looking at actually what what it really means to you. And I, I think that still talks about importance, but uh, I mean, each and every person has things that uh, they hold so dear and they want to see the, those things actually be, being done. So in terms of how do you feel about uh, that resolution and then you'll put it on top of your of, of, of your priorities and so you'll find yourself uh, doing everything to, to achieve uh, 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 that goal so goals that are tied to maybe a deadline goals that are tied to something important which you might lose and you might not uh, really uh, I mean uh, make a comeback if you lose them i think those goals should be on top of your priority list and they should be uh, the ones that you need to start with and mm -hmm. see that you achieve them i think that that is for me how i i, I really uh, look at my resolutions i i don't know if you have something you want to add on this yeah i mean uh that's a very interesting way to look at it and I wouldn't have anything to add on top of that only that to say that again uh, if something is important and something is urgent then you're likely to do it and that also really counts in prioritization so that even as you set your goals then mm. you are constantly looking at what is the most important thing to me what is the most urgent thing for me to do at this phase in my life or at this time in my life to ensure that I move the needle forward and that is you know part of how you get to set those goals so yeah i think i think uh, that that was a great question uh, i think it really uh aligns with the what we are talking about in terms of resolution because again if you don't uh, prioritize or if you don't uh, have a priority in in, in your resolution then you will find yourself uh, not focused or just doing things for the sake of or doing them or you just wake up and you feel like 
uh, this is what is easy, this I can fly with, and this I can do, and you find yourself doing things that are easy. And as you mentioned, if it is urgent, if it is uh, important, you're going to actually work on them. And I want to pose a question uh, to you about um, uh, how do you actually now stick to your resolutions? There are people who, uh, I mean, you, you write resolutions, but you still find yourself doing things that are outside even your resolution. Then the mm -hmm. question is, why are you writing resolutions in the first place? So how yeah. do you stick to your resolutions? So that's a, that's a very interesting question. How do you stick there? And I think the way to do it is through habits and routines. So mm -hmm. once you've set up your goals, and, and again, that is coming back to one of my very first points that set your goals in the form of habits and routines rather than as endpoints. Because mm -hmm. once you set your, if you set your goals uh, in the habit format that I'm going to work out, I'm going to drink more water, I'm going to eat more healthy, I'm going to get more sleep, I'm going to talk to more people, I'm going to do this much applications every day. So once you begin to set your habits into routines, it becomes actually much easier to follow through because you know that this is one thing that you do every day, that every day I do this thing. And as a personal example, I have this sort of culture where I have five things that I have to do every day, regardless of how the day starts. And so mm -hmm. those are found to be five key routines that help me sort of go ahead into getting the goals accomplished or reached because mm -hmm. then I'm able to move that needle forward and every day I do those things. And so by maintaining habits and routines, you are able to move uh, your goals from just ideas into tangible products and services. And the thing is, once you achieve a small milestone, then you celebrate that and you reach the next and you celebrate that and you reach the next and you celebrate that. And then this becomes what you do. So your goals don't become an end goal. They become, this is the thing that I actually do. And that is, I think, a very good way to think around goals and resolutions, especially when you're talking about um, these resolutions that we want to achieve. If you want to keep them and if you want to practice them long term, is identify what are the five most important of these and then constantly be putting them in part of your routine as things mm -hmm. that you do. That is how I see the accomplishment of those coming to life. I, I think that's uh, that's uh, that's wonderful. But okay, okay there are those times that uh, you have done everything. You're sticking to your goals. You're doing what it takes to achieve them. But things mm -hmm. don't see things don't still work out and. And, and you find that you hit a, 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 a rock and you are between a, a rock and a hard place in terms of your resolutions are not being achieved and uh, there's imminent failure. I mean, how, how do you recover from a failure? How do you recover from, I mean, failing to actually reach your resolution? Because again, setting, a resolution, I mean, setting resolutions it does not mean you're going to automatically achieve them. There mm -hmm. are those that mm -hmm. uh, sometimes just fail to achieve them, and uh, uh, it's okay. But how do you recover from that? For, the, for those who really want to are uh, interested in knowing mm -hmm. how do they wind up and, uh, and be able to recover yeah. from such a, a, a failure. Mm -hmm. So 
here is three thoughts that I have around recovery from failure, especially if it is goals and targets that we already said. One mm -hmm. is to acknowledge that if you actually had them as routines in the first place and as things that you do in the first place, then even if we don't hit the exact goal that we that we set out to be, but we mm -hmm. become changed people, you know. So it, it, again, it's it, it goes back to the perspective of how are you looking at it? What angle are you looking at it from? If every day you are, you know, exercising, eating right, for example, if those are part of your goals, and you had a target of say losing twenty mm -hmm. kilos at the end of the year, and you didn't. Is that a loss if you are exercising and doing all of these things every day? It is not. Because at the end of the day, the thing is, mm -hmm. you are a different person. You are someone who now has their fitness or their physical health in check, someone who mm. has their emotional health in check. And so you become a different person. So the goals have transformed you and they have changed you. So even if you don't hit that sort of Specific target mm -hmm. that we set, we, be, mm -hmm. we become different people and we become people who have acquired different habits that makes us better humans. And so that is not a loss. So that is one way of, of looking at it. And then the other thing to consider as well, uh, and I think this then becomes even more important uh, and sort of connected to the first statement, is that at the end of the day, what makes you valuable is not what you get, it's who you become. Because mm -hmm. what you get, you can lose. But if you become um, if you become a different person, then you know you can always be able to attain that. So for example, if you sort of lost your target was to lose 20 kgs, you went into these fat diets and these routines and things that people say and you lose 20 kgs in a month but you didn't get the things correct you are likely to go back and research has shown you're likely to go back into your old hitting habits and your old routines that make you uh not gain that make you to regain all of the weight that you had lost in the first place because you did not become a different person so that is another way to look at it and then Again, when you look at goals and uh, and resolutions and sort of how do we recover if we lost them? I mean, if I had a list of 10 things and at the end of the year I achieved eight, that is very much of the Did I have to achieve all 10? I didn't. Those are just keys, you know, uh, sort of targets that I was to hit. But if I hit eight, I mean, that sounds really good to me and I'm sure it would sound good to everyone else. So again, it's the thing of being uh, loving to ourselves because at the end of the mm. day some of us set goals we don't love ourselves through this goal we set things that are too hard for us to hit even if you if you are talking to a friend you encourage them ah those ones are too hard you can't achieve mm. all of them there is how we tend to not self-love ourselves uh, especially when you're sitting and we are harsh on ourselves i mean if you achieve seven out of ten that's good enough and mm. you should cutting yourself on the back rather than focusing mm -hmm. on the three that you didn't hit. So again, mm -hmm. it's a matter of perspective and perception on how we are looking at these things, especially when you're talking about goals and, and resolutions and when we don't get to hit them. And then maybe one final thought mm -hmm. before I sort of mm -hmm. this back to you, because I know you have some thoughts as well, and then I'll come back to you with another question, is mm -hmm. that 
if we set these goals and, and resolutions correctly, and if we prime our minds and our bodies to constantly be working towards achieving them, even if we didn't hit them, we are a much better place because at the end of the day, the person who went into the battlefield is much, much better, braver, and is, is, you know has a lot of more positive attributes compared to the person who didn't go at all. So by virtue that you actually set these things and you started to move towards them and that you wanted to actually achieve them, even if it turns out that you didn't, you, there is a lot of lessons and there's a lot of value in just putting yourself out there and setting yourself mm. in a routine to achieve a goal or a habit. So back to you. Okay, I, I think uh, what you're mentioning and uh, uh, Ian Abila actually uh, agrees with what you're saying. Enjoy the process because what he's saying here is enjoying the process, not being uh, possessively focused on the end goal. And uh, He's also mentioning that, uh, but enjoying each each step you take, achieve it, and uh, of course not forgetting the goal by keeping the end goal at the back of your mind. And I think that is a really wonderful contribution from Ian Abila. I also see Honorable De Dennis Lovemon Odiambo is also here joining live on this uh, conversation and uh, actually contributing. I just wanted to add uh, one more thing. And also, I totally agree with you when you say that sometimes we need to be uh, not, not to be so hard on ourselves because sometimes we fail to achieve these things that we are like, we label ourselves, we are failures or we, we are good for nothing or we cannot do it. I mean, sometimes you, you will do everything and it just didn't work out. But, I mean, you will be better placed or you will be, a better version of yourself because actually you are doing something and actually if you've never failed at something then i think this universally agreed that you're not doing anything at all and so so it's better for you to go in there and fail than not go in there at all so i think that uh, that that contribution or you mentioning that i think opens our mind in terms of I mean, go into your uh, goals with open mind. There are two possible things. It's either you fail or you're going to achieve it. But you can't know whether you're going to fail or achieve it before you get inside there. Mm -hmm. So you can might as well just get inside there and whatever the outcome, with an open mind, you will embrace whatever outcome. And so I think that will save you, uh, I mean, you sulking if you don't achieve them or feeling that... Uh, you are a good for nothing person you not good for nothing you really put in some effort and you're trying to to achieve something but didn't work out and that is life yeah. i i think uh, before i get that uh, uh i think i've read what i wanted to read from ayan abila and uh, I, I i want to say thanks ayan and uh, love Mon and a host of other people who have joined this uh, discussion mm -hmm. Yeah, and sort of on that same thread that you're going with, I sort of wanted to say, I mean, if you don't hit your goals, it's mm -hmm. very okay to cry and mm -hmm. to feel bad about it. Don't uh, so don't uh, assume those feelings when you when you don't mm -hmm. hit your goals, and and especially men are usually caught in the in this narrative that you know men should not cry or stuff like that, or when mm -hmm. you hit your goals, you just you know, be tough and move on. I mean, or maintain I a good face while you're hurting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I found that 
no, that is not it. When you're hurt and when you didn't achieve the thing and it was mm. serious to you and you feel like you want to cry, you cry. You experience those emotions. And then like the wind, you let the emotions come to you. You experience them and then mm. they move. You move forward. You know, mm. you don't stay there. But the thing is, you don't also notice. So you get to experience the emotion and then you move forward from that. And that is how I'd say, or that is how I'd see uh, it happening to ensure that then you have a full life. You know? Because again, if you don't get to experience mm -hmm. those emotions, then what is you about? You know, experience them and like the wind, let them come, let your face mm -hmm. feel that cold and then let it wash away. So my question to you would be around implementation and how do we begin to implement resolutions that we set yeah so yeah looks like uh, i don't get to dwell there for for a minute but uh, yeah i think you're back now and so my question is mm -hmm. around how do you begin uh, to implement resolutions once you set them. Okay, I, I think I think this question might have uh, been answered while we were having this discussion. It's a question of how do you begin actually uh, implementing your resolution for goals that uh, I would say for goals that are, are, are cut into pieces or those that you. Uh, 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 if you've broken your, your your goals into pieces, I think it is it's it's good to start uh, gradually, not to go in with uh, I mean all your might and you want to implement everything in a day. Uh, I think that we, we need to embrace consistency over intensity, because you start with the uh, I mean you so intense, and and actually I want to mention this. Uh, uh, I mean, from uh, the same same book I was talking about, uh, it's it's uh, by Peter 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 Thiel, yeah, uh, the co-founder of PayPal. I mean, he, he talks about the pattern is this: start with uh, intensity, you are motivated. The next day, you start feeling fatigue, you stop altogether. That is the I mean, the trait of those who uh, I mean get into their resolution with a lot of energy at first without i mean understanding that it's not really about how much you do in a day it's about how much you are or how you can consistently do that thing you're doing even if it is uh, small or if it is uh, just uh, i mean a, a piece of, of the puzzle and i think that is something that people really need to understand when even starting to imp implement your resolution just start uh, I mean, don't don't go. Uh, I mean, with all your might, just start slowly. Uh, start with something that is easy to do, and in the process, you find yourself building endurance, and you find yourself being able to continue uh, continuously do it. So it's a it's 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 a question of consistency uh, uh, over uh, intensity. So start with things that are uh, are. I mean, start it uh, slowly and make it easy, make it something that you can actually look forward to doing and doing every and again. 
And again, also, when starting to implement your resolutions, I think what we have mentioned is actually know what is is urgent and uh, what really needs to be implemented, uh, I mean, uh, with urgency. There are those that actually you can achieve even at even in December. For example, if you set a goal right now that this year maybe I want to maybe marry. I mean, marriage can take place in, 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 in January. It can also take, take place in, 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 in December. So it doesn't have to be like you have to marry today. But there are those tasks which you have to, uh, I mean, prioritize them. Because if you don't do them early enough, then... Uh, I mean, around August or even deck there, we just conclude that this is gone. You're not going to do it. So I, I think mm-hmm. it's, I mean, implementing your resolutions, uh, reflect or think about those resolutions that uh, are urgent, which have a deadline. There are those that might not really have a deadline. Uh, for example, if you are to participate in a program in, in 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 March, so it, or or even in 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 June, so it means you have to actually start preparing right now because once June elapses, you're not going to participate in it anymore. So start or look at uh, I mean focus on those resolutions that are urgent, those that are top on top of your priority list in your packing order. Look at which ones require urgent attention. And I think that is how you can actually start implementing your resolution. But even uh, as you uh, do this, I think another thing that uh, you really need to uh, look at is in terms of what do I really need to do so that I, I, I advance towards that goal. Because, I mean, these discussions... Uh, I mean, this what I'm what I'm saying. We have already talked about is look at what do I need to do right now so that I get there. For example, it just simple thing like just making a call to someone or even just finding out what actually you need to do so that you actually reach that bigger goal. For example, if you wanted to connect with someone, uh, you have to I mean professional connection or create professional build professional uh, relationship. It will be a question of where do I really need to find them? You need to do your research. And so there are little things, I mean, those little things that you need to do even before you embark on that broader goal that you want to achieve. And again, one of the things that I think we have to uh, mention and be clear with here is that this is a resolution and do not just have to be, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, pronouncements at the start of the year because the resolution can even go as, I mean, past a year because a year only signals a change of, of season. But your goals, I mean, are there to stay. But if you want to implement your uh, resolutions, I think you should stop thinking about, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's end of year and I've not achieved this and not, now I'm not going to achieve that uh, anymore. I think there are those that might uh, elude you, but there are those that you can actually achieve whether he turns or what, but they have to have that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that is what I wanted to, to add over there. Yeah, so very interestingly, and, and so I, I sort of do you, and primarily because of time, mm-hmm. do you two questions at the same time. And so mm-hmm. in my sixth book, uh, Practical mm-hmm. Skills with the Success, I talk about mm-hmm. 
thinking on paper. And as mm -hmm. one of the people who read that, I sort of want you to give us a bit of an explanation around that concept of what thinking on paper is, and then why is it mm -hmm. actually important to do the writing, like actually write down on paper those resolutions? I think that's, uh, I would say, another wonderful uh, question. In, in fact, thinking on paper originated by uh, William, William Zinsa, and, uh, uh, and there's also a book on it, by the way, by some PhD uh, holders who have written. Actually, I've not gone deep into reading that book, but I've, I've, I've come across this uh, concept, even in your book you're talking about, uh, and, and, and it's something that uh, I think uh, resonates with the discussion we're having today. So this, this is a concept that arises from uh, the understanding that the mind and uh, essentially the body uh, will begin to manifest the thoughts mostly uh, when, when, you, when you write them down. And so it, it, the body begins to manifest those, uh, manifest, uh, those thoughts and, and, and give you specific intentions. And, 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 and that's when you feel the urge of wanting to go down and, and actually start implementing your resolution. So uh, thinking on, 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 on paper for me is simply uh, that an approach which uh, uh, we can use to, uh, I mean, uh, achieve our resolutions. And uh, it is that process where you, 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 you arm yourself with your uh, favorite uh, note-taking gadgets and you start writing, scribbling uh, things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and by, I mean, when you start writing these things down, you realize that uh, they give you that urge or they, it's like when you write something down, it's actually making you accountable. Because for me, I, I, I do say, I mean, when you come from, or maybe you come home and you have 10 things, I mean, uh, written over there and you're not, uh, you're not even worked on even uh, any, you feel like, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, there's a lot that you need to do. And actually it's prompting you to, uh, I mean, go down and start doing them. So it's, writing or thinking on paper is like being accountable uh, writing things down makes you uh, really uh, really accountable and and one of the things that i have to also mention is that uh people think often think that uh thinking on paper or writing down your resolution is 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 unnecessary that we are going to remember what, whatever we want to do intuitively well, that is, is, is not true because our brain is not really a computer which is going to remember things, or especially technical things. We're not going to remember them. But even if we remember, we're going to remember them when the deadline has, has even lapsed. So I think thinking on paper is important for me for a number of reasons. One, thinking on paper creates clear focus and it, it, it tells you what to do, what to start with, uh, which frog do you need to eat first? And uh, by, by which frog you need to eat first, I mean, what task do you need to approach first and do first? And uh, which task do you even need to delegate or which one do you need to delete? Because you don't have to actually, uh, I mean, do everything. So thinking on paper is means having clear focus on what you need to do 
and it's also help you set intentions for me when i write things down and actually i feel like i even feel ashamed if i've not done something and i keep transferring mm-hmm. one uh, uh, i mean uh, leaflet to the other and i've not done this i'm like no i have to do this thing because i've written it so what if somebody i mean by accident just uh, i mean uh, come across that book and like you wrote this thing down and you not even achieved one you not even ticked one so i mean thinking on paper is not just about taking things it's about setting intentions and those intentions will actually make you want to achieve this thing and and, and actually thinking on paper also helps you get things done and, and mm-hmm. as uh, mentioned it makes you accountable and it it really reminds you that there's something that you have to do and uh, and and also i remember the other day i was helping a friend of mine do his cv and i didn't write it down and 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 it was like it texted me in, during the night and i was like if i had written this thing i would actually remember to do it because i had some spare time and i didn't do it that is because i just forgot about it but when you write it down thinking on paper helps you not to forget because we have a brain memory uh, i mean brain that has short term memory and we have to accept it we are not a computer unless we keep on refreshing our, our memory we are going to forget a lot of things and our mind focuses on what we know now and 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 i think in 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 finishing uh, i mean talking about this thinking on paper i think i must caution as against uh, 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 thinking or planning in our head uh, thinking or planning in our head because i, I don't i hope you're getting why i'm i'm saying this if if the plan is in your head or if the plan is all in your head it is far i think far easier for us to justify that we haven't started ex- executing on it yet mm-hmm. but if we write it down we'll find ourselves actually doing them and that feeling that i uh, mean we have not uh, started working on it uh, we will 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 we, we'll start feeling that i mean that there's something that we have not done and and that is accountability on, on its own so I, I i actually repeat if we plan all everything in our head it is far easier for us to justify that we haven't started executing on, on it yet than than it would be if you find yourself staring at 10 uh, resolutions or 10 actions which you have not started on and i mm-hmm. think it's 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 prudent or it's it's um, warranted for us to think on paper rather than just uh, i mean thinking on our head and we're going to forget these things i think that's mm-hmm. what i have to say about thinking on paper there's another question yeah. you ask you can ask it again uh, it was about yeah, so uh, the other question was around um you know why uh, i think you've already talked about it anyway because why it's important to actually write down those resolutions and i think you've already addressed oh. that as well so okay yeah, maybe I, mean, I can i can just add one thing yes uh i think we are all familiar with this research by dr gail matthews i even mentioned that in uh, uh the the video that uh, we did that you're 42 percent likely this is scientific 42 percent likely to achieve your goals if you write them down because of issues we talked about around accountability so this is all thinking on paper so you are 42 percent likely to achieve your goal and you're better than somebody who has not uh, written uh, written their goals so let's just write our goals down even if we don't achieve them at least we wrote them 
Yeah, so again, thank you very much for really uh, moving into that context of, uh, of thinking on paper and really explaining it. Uh, when we were thinking about that, I was already going into some other thoughts which would bring us into a very long discussion that uh, we might mm. actually set time for next week, which is discussions around which is discussions around setting uh, uh, setting high standards for ourselves and what thinking or mm -hmm. people writing it down does. Because essentially when you write things down, they become sort of your God, for example. They become mm -hmm. your highest possible good that you have to achieve. So if you don't mm -hmm. achieve it, it judges you. Why did you write it down if you're not going to work on it? It acts yeah. as a judge. There's a whole conundrum of uh, information that you could go into there on why mm. that judge, which is you because mm. you set the judge mm. yourself, becomes a very important driver to drive you to actually get to achieve mm. the goals that you set for yourself. So that is the thing. That is the, is the thing that, uh, again, very important to to think about when you're talking about the concept of uh, thinking uh, on paper and, and broadly in the conversation today on resolutions. So I think from my end, I'll sort of uh, give one parting shot, which is that the best way mm -hmm. to start is to start and to start small and to start consistently. So that would be my closing remarks. And then I'll now push it back to you to sort of bring this to, to a close. For me, I think first is to really appreciate uh, those who have uh, joined us and uh, the wonderful discussions. I'm seeing comments coming fast and furious. And uh, one thing I want to mention, I mean, uh, there's a, uh, a viewer who's just mentioned that, I mean, don't trust your, your memory, note it down. Memory is prone to forgetfulness, but noting it down will enhance or enhance your uh, accountability. I think, I mean, that's where I'm going to just uh, end it. I don't want to add some, I mean, anything on that because already we have had a robust discussion on, on resolutions and still there are lots that we could have covered, but uh, I mean, uh, we are time bad. And, and I think in our next uh, discussion, we're going to also have a very wonderful discussion that we'll go into what Stephen, uh, Stephen has mentioned about uh, setting high standards and also things like uh, the law of diminishing return, which which is which is next on our uh, on our discussion. And you may want to join this uh, uh, illuminating discussion. And uh, it will be wonderful to have you again uh, in our next uh, broadcast. I think mm -hmm. this is where we say guests uh, live at their own pleasure. Yeah, this is so, uh, so, see you yeah. guys. We can't avoid all right. Thanks for listening, and that's a wrap for this episode. For more exciting episodes like this, don't forget to follow our podcast, The Afropreneur Podcast, on all streaming sites and visit our website at www.ogwenostephen.com. See you on the next one.